Hey, guys. What's up, G? Want to go to Tchotchke's? Get some coffee? A little early. I gotta get out of here. I think I'm gonna lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> here we go. It's the first quarter of the big game. You want to toss up a Hail Mary. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. If you're good at something, never do it for free. I'd like to be pimps from Oakland or cowboys from Arizona, but it's not Halloween. Look, my friend, this is just where you and I differ. Grow up, Peter Pan. Chocula. If my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. Blowing up back, Stacks and Jacks. Now, I'm Matt Byrne on the board. Greg Pappas in the studio. SP Futures down 23 going into this holiday week. Down 23. SP Futures down 98. We got the Dow Futures. Uh, they're actually d- down 84. And that's with Disney up uh, 8 with Iger mm. coming back. The, uh, the, the savior is, is back, even though this was his hand-picked dude. Uh, I just think the world's a little choppier than when he left. His timing was perfect on the leaving. Just, just me. <laughs> I don't, who knows, but maybe he can uh, do some good. We'll, we'll see. Also, on uh, Amazon, his timing was perfect, too, when he left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's still got all his stock, so he didn't really leave. Yeah. The uh, interesting week last week, interesting weekend in terms of news, uh, well, Disney being just uh, some of it, but uh, we have uh, FTX things still going on, um, trying, to get, trying to figure out who's all involved in that, and there's a million clients... Evidently, and you've got uh, every, every. I think everybody is sort of involved in this stuff. I don't see how anybody, anybody big, because people are just at you to get involved in this crypto. And there's banks involved, there's everybody involved. I'm not saying they're all going to lose money or anything, but the, the, the tentacles, I think, are, are pretty far. And, I, and it really has. Let me see what the crypto was doing this morning. Last night it was down a little bit. The consensus online um, over the weekend was not your keys, not your crypto. So they were letting everybody have it who had their crypto on an exchange. Well, the Bitcoin's down 460 this morning. It's 16,045. It's almost 3%. But the other guys are the ones that are really getting toasted. Uh, Ethereum. How do you pronounce it? Ethereum? Ethereum? <laughs> it's Ethereum, yeah. Ethereum? All right. Uh, they're down 5%. The 1,121. XRP, whatever that is, it's 35 cents, down 3 cents. It's almost 7%. Uh, Bitcoin Cash, I, don't, I have no idea what that is, uh, down four uh, percent. It's uh, you know, it, it's 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 one of those things that just keeps it keeps rippling through, and you get to the point where there's there's the true believers, are absolutely convinced that anybody who wants to take part in the next world is all over this stuff. There's the, there were the true believers who realize now that at least FTX was a hoax. Uh, Some of the true believers are probably scooping up a bunch of the stuff that the you know, I, paper hands are dumping. You know, I, I'm not so sure that out. if something's worth nothing, is there ever a, a bargain price? Tulips? At least you had a tulip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I did uh oh God, I'll just mention this real quickly because it, there is a there is a progression to this. As, as Greg is a, an exchange guy, a trading guy, what, and all trading is sort of the same, right, Greg? I mean, no matter where it is, it's it's all the same, right? You have customers, you have people in the middle, you have those kinds of things. There's only two ways it can go, up or down. So or, yeah. you got to figure out. 
Just remember, a scratch is the second best trade you'll ever make. 100%. What's a scratch, Matt? Scratch card? What are you oh, talking? Not a scratch <laughs> card, for God's sake. <laughs> five dollars. Yeah, actually, you know what those scratch bucks. cards are like 20 and 30 bucks. Oh, oh $20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Getting not, to be too can much. You, can you can even get one for five bucks? Five. Yeah, it's not worth a lot, though. You probably, probably win maybe a dollar back. So what's what's the thirty dollar? Thirty dollars the highest, right? Ooh, I th- I I think I can say I think it at least goes up to fifty sometimes. Really? Because I've seen jewel, yeah. I've seen a bunch of tens, and there's less twenties, and there's a thirty or two. I didn't know if I saw a fifty. Mm, yeah, well, I was in the gas station, up. maybe you know. Anyway, but yeah. the uh, a scratch is a, is a trade you bought and sold at the same price. I see. Okay. You yeah. scratch the trade. Yeah. So if you paid twenty for Snapchat. Yeah. And it went up to 80, and then you sold it at 20 again. Uh, <laughs> scratch. It's a scratch, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then again, if you bought it at 20, sold it at 20, and two days later it was 10, it was still a scratch. A scratch. I see, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I went through and I actually did some uh, uh, research on the Dutch tulip crisis, or incident, or whatever you want to call it, story. Mania. And, uh, and, and it started out just like, well, actually it started out because there was a need for the damn things. Tulips are not native to Holland, right? Isn't that the story? Hmm. They come from Turkey or something? I get tulips from Holland, Michigan. Well, see? Like, <laughs> I, well, like I said. Uh, hence the name. And the, uh, so the, But of course, as people started to get money in Holland, uh, Netherlands, whatever you want to call it, uh, they, tulips became a big thing to adorn your home if you had some money. And, and by the way, they are really nice. I mean, have you ever seen anybody with a bunch of tulips in their place? They're gorgeous. So they started getting these tulips from Turkey, and uh, anyway, so the price of, the price of the tulips goes up. So now they really start going up because there's all kinds of different crazy different strands and strains and stuff. They're going to the moon, but to this point, Greg, in my opinion, and I expect you to critique this, is nobody's really hurt. A rich guy like you just paid a thousand bucks for a tulip. Well, who cares? I mean, you, it's, I mean, obviously you're not going to spend a thousand bucks at the local saloon, but you you paid it out of your own pocket. But lo and behold, after a little while, it becomes such a, a, a fever that they're now listed on the exchanges. I'm thinking more and more we should have listed tulip NFTs yeah. and had fun with that. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, now they're listed on the exchanges. But still, you're not quite there to make it go all the way to where it's now a fiasco. People now lo- start lending you money to buy tulips. Sounds like Bored Ape Club. Yeah. So now, so now you can get tulips. On, you can buy tulips on margin, essentially. You can buy tulips on margin and be part of the tulip club. Yes. Yeah. And it's, oh, but speculate too, because they're only going up. You might as well borrow money. Uh, everything's a little speculation. Got to have yeah, some. Yeah, got to get a little some. Yeah. So does this sound like? As soon as about a year and a half ago, I started to hear, or maybe it was longer than that, people lending money to people to buy crypto, not or a Bitcoin. Now I know we had a problem. Here's a question that I've never. I don't think you can get more tulips from just one tulip, right? It it blooms and then it dies. Uh, you can't, I, you no, it goes back to a bulb. They can replay. You can that's re- right. Yeah. You can redo the bulb the next year, right, man? That's right. Yeah, I've actually done that myself. Yeah. Oh. Lady next door okay. does. Lady next door has an incredible uh, tulip thing. Oh, so there we go. Except, guess guess what happened this year? Frost. No, mm-hmm. I mean we had about ten of them in our front yard. I don't know. They must have walked over or something because I didn't <laughs> plant them. All of a sudden, we had these gorgeous tulips <laughs> in our front yard. I'm going, hey, well, where did those come from? <laughs> How about we, that? But I think you got you to dig them up. Though. Why, why do you have to dig them up, man? We got. Uh, you mean dig them up every year? Yeah, she digs them up every well, year and puts new ones up. You got to huh? plant them all. You got to well, plant them already. <laughs> she probably knows more than me. All all I learned was that you, uh, uh, so if you get one from the store, uh, if you take it uh, and you know it dies out, put the bulb, 
uh, underground about I think it's about uh, two to three inches I want to say uh, it'll grow back next year now that I've only done that for one year now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I probably should be digging it up it maybe oh, man, I think she just wants different ones every year maybe I, I, I see probably yeah definitely um, anyway I, I know not, but anyway they're gorgeous but uh, oh, yeah so but the, the, the idea is once stuff becomes marginable and Nancy's gonna be on later and I'm sure she's not gonna talk about individual people but she's had I'm gonna say at least one person uh, older than say 25 I won't say older take a second mortgage out of, out of his house to buy Bitcoin there we go yeah so as soon as you start borrowing all because otherwise if you just pull the grand out of your pocket and, it, and, you, and you and you buy a baseball card <coughs> baseball card goes down you just go screw it you're, you're, you're never forced to sell right but all of a sudden if you borrowed 500 from me and out of the thing is worth 400 I'm saying hey Hey, hey, hey. Margin call. Where's the margin? Yeah, like, in, like in the Dukes. Margin call, gentlemen. Or whatever, what do you guys say? Something like that. Yeah, margin call for... <laughs> yeah, for a bazillion dollars. Where's been a Duke on this exchange? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Um, I w- you know what? I wouldn't mind having you do, Greg, if you... Because if you, uh, I know you're... I Greg, can try. Greg is not only... I can try. Mr. Mr. Uh, crush sale. Okay, two questions. What, what caused, after all this drought in the Mississippi with, like, no water, what caused... The water to go up at Memphis four four feet in like a day. <laughs> Same thing that always happens. You know, we're just a derivative of the weather. So if stuff, uh, if rain starts and the ground is hard and it all starts, you know, essentially flooding, and it gets back into the river, uh, <laughs> four four feet is it's about half of where it. I I believe they were negative ten in Memphis, and then uh, maybe a week later, you know, it was negative five. Yeah. So so that. Ten being normal stage. No, ten was ten under where it usually is. So ten under to negative five. You know, it took however long to get there with the drought. But uh, they, they, we're just same thing with the beans and with the wheat and corn. We're just derivatives of the weather. So you watch the weather, and if you know the weather, or if you can at least have a. Well, is this feel for was the this weather. the remnants of? That hurricane that went through Florida, they dropped all that money in the eastern Ohio Valley? Uh, there were multiple uh, weather systems that came both from, I want to say, the plains and uh, the Gulf. So if you have, I think it's just the warm, just the warm air going over, and it hits, uh, it hits the right way. You know, you get a, a boatload of rain and the ground is hard, and, and then the runoff goes straight to the river it's so it's so it's both it happens re- relief in the missouri side and the Ohio river side oh definitely not just the one side i thought it was just the one side that with the hurricane thing well the hurricane you know i'm not sure how those bands dissipate but the the second hurricane that went kind of did the u-shape yeah, around florida yeah, yeah that <laughs> that's that's uh impacts your cold front and whatever it is that came from the west, I mean, they hit each other, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got, I don't know, ten inches of precipitation or something. It's, it's uh, the you can watch the locks and and the freight prices and get a good idea for what's coming. So where are we, we're we're not normal, but we're we're back to where the barges can roll. Yeah, yeah, the barges are rolling. Uh, I heard Mississippi and spot. also. There's less backup now in the off of California, whereas last year we had a whole bunch of uh, 
whole bunch of ships just stationed out there and yeah. big problems in supply chain, blah, blah, blah. Now you've got um, a clear path in. So we've taken care of most of that back up there. Uh, the Mississippi is a little bit better now. Yeah, somewhere down down downriver, I don't know where the hell I were talking about. It was good. This week it's supposed to go up nine feet. Wow. I, I didn't see that one, but, you know, good for them. I guess the Army Corps of Engineers can now take a break. Well, if you're, not, if you're, if you're running around in the... The part that was now visible, looking for like money and Confederate ships and stuff like that. I guess you better get your ass out of there because yeah. the water's coming. Yeah, water's coming. Giddy up. Yeah. Um, the I guess my 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 uh, the, what, the, what we're talking about here is that every topography, as Greg is alluding to, has its different sort of things. I mean, if you're in, in the Nevada or Arizona and it rains, it rains an inch, and you'd say in Chicago, what's the big deal? Every dry wash now is not dry. Its water is rushing because there's basically the ground is almost like a parking lot. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, you get nothing really seeps in. It's like almost like crushed stone. The desert is not sand here. We're not. You're not talking about Lawrence of Arabia here. I mean, if you walk out, so virtually everything just runs. Now in Chicago, we have very unusual topography in that we have black black dirt, essentially clay. So if the first I read all this because I read all the history of Chicago uh, moving water around. And yeah, the, here we that was yeah. a big, big part of what the late 1800s, oh, early yeah, yeah. 1900s. Absolutely, and uh, but the the first two inches of rain, 90 percent of it just absorbed in the ground. The next two inches of rain, 90 percent of it runs because because that's as far down as, as the black dirt goes. Everything you're now saturated and it runs. So it's really bizarre if you have a three inch rain, all of a sudden like the splains and everything go bonkers. Two-inch rain, eh, not so much. One inch, not even a, a shrug. But my question to you is, we've been talking, everybody's talking supply chain stuff. I've noticed some really odd stuff when I go to the restaurant depot, because I was going to try and get some stuff. Well, I haven't gone this week, because it was there a few weeks ago. Um, how is it that we've managed to have all kinds of Chinese farm-raised shrimp and no Gulf shrimp? And yet, and you were talking about it with one of our favorite restaurants that you happen to be a part of, you haven't had a fish delivery in what, four or five, what's going on? Why Why? Why are U.S. fish stuff an issue and yet it seems like you, you know, get any- I think we were squeezed out kind of because we're an independent so the suppliers ah, there's some say of that going on. U.S. Foods, that. say Cisco you know the big ones, they're forced to make decisions on limited inventory they say okay well we're going to prioritize the the bigger accounts, so some people get squeezed out. Who's uh, bigger on fish than you guys? In, in our, in our, uh, well, say you've got a group of like ten restaurants or something like that. Okay, you know, maybe you order together, you get that, uh, you get that discount for just volume. So that's a, that's a concern. But in our case, I believe it was two months that uh, the the sole that we usually order, they said nope. And they didn't. They said, "We'll get back to you when we get it for you." So this stuff is sold. Right? That's yeah. That's that's a lot of angry customers over the course of two months who have become accustomed to. You, you know, know what Curly said, not. "The heel, he hath no soul." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just sad, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not much, not much more humor. You don't find <laughs> the Stooges. You know. <laughs> 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 the. Uh, so I mean, so there's individual pockets of can't get stuff. Yeah, there's, and that's been the same since um, Russia invaded, and 
and everything kind of got turned upside down. People defaulted to, you know, we got to take care of the bigs. And you see stuff in, like, grocery stores were open and other places weren't. Um, all the way down to, you know, the deliveries. And I don't know if you ever get uh, Coke Zero or Pepsi Zero or not, but <laughs> I try to pick up uh, two liter a week or something, and I didn't get that for a really? couple. Yeah, just at the, I went to Jewel, and then I got tired, and I went to Mariano's. And I hear you guys are being accused of uh, telling Budweiser you'll take the beer coming back from the cutter. <laughs> How about that? Well, can you have any? You have any idea? For those of you that don't know, this is one of the most bizarre stories. Um, of course, the World Cup is, uh, of course, all my nephews and my niece—they're they're all gog in this World Cup. I watched, and this is now—I don't know what this means. This means I'm some goofball salt cider. I literally watched ten minutes of it. I'm over it. That's it. That, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of that. You're not even cheered for the U.S. today. I, I, I like the—I love the fact that Ecuador kicked Cutter's ass. Yeah. Well, because all the big, big fat princes up there in their outfits are all, all pissed off. Well, good for them. They, the buzz on the internet was they were just they were paying the ref that first goal that was disallowed or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that they had paid the refs enough for at least one one uh, take back. Well, the story is that they uh, they don't normally like alcohol over in those places, right? Oh, definitely yeah. not. But and you have to be covered from shoulder to knees. Oh my gosh! Oh really? Yeah, there's no messing around for men and women, or just women. Uh, I'm not positive. Women, I bet the whole outfit. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, oh, the yeah. shoulder to knees, and no alcohol in public. Huh. And there's there was a big sponsorship by Bud. I think it was what, <laughs> 75, 75 million dollars. Yeah. Wow. And then they said, well, you know, why don't you not sell booze in the stadiums? <laughs> well, the the story was that's where I came. They were going to be said, tense. Well, I want all of it. Yeah, they were going to be tense, and you, and you can have it in hotels. And then they said, okay, in the stadium there'll be no advertising. You see some guy walking along with a beer. He said, hey, buddy, where's the beer? So by word of mouth, people would find out where the beer is. Mm. Plus, it's got to be uh, refrigerated. So hot over there. They, I mean, I don't know if it needs to be, but they, 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 they mandate it being refrigerated. So somebody had to build one hell of a lot of coolers for all that beer. And uh, so A couple that, days before. A couple days before, they, they say. Pulled I pulled the rug out. They pulled the rug out. But you can, you can still have the Bud Zero. There's no alcohol in it. <laughs> the Bud Zero. I've never tried that. Maybe we got to try it together. Mm. I actually try. I actually tried that. It's not horrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll you know, bring the, some in next actually, week. Actually, the, the no alcohol beer, uh, the the stuff from uh, Belgium oh, is really good. Huh. Oh, the Stella. We no, have it's a uh, it's a yellow or a Stella. It's a yellow thing, but it's, it, yellow. I, I think the. I'll be honest with you, I was never a fan of Heineken's. The the no the no booze Heineken's tastes better than Heineken's. Huh. I think Heine- Heineken is terrible, but that's <laughs> <laughs> not a Heineken. No, fan. not a Heineken. Fan. Even yeah. in Amsterdam, it's the one place we didn't go. Huh. We went everywhere else. The other beers were really a lot better. I thought anyway. But uh, what do you make of? I think we're going to bring in some uh, zero beer oh, next God. week. <laughs> zero beer. <laughs> well, you can't buy coffee. <laughs> an early morning drink. Oh, I did get some coffee uh, uh, Friday for Kevin. I stopped at Seven Eleven. Guy, guy was happy to see me. Really? Yeah, he had a Seven Eleven. The one right by me. I parked in front uh-huh. and went and got some and. Uh, I think, of course, your, your goofy friend Andrew had to have hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I had to get him a hard China hot chocolate. So he's yeah. happy. Is the 7-Eleven door locked until 8, or how do they do no, that? No, they're right by me. It's open. They're open, open all night. Nice. And, uh, I don't know why the white guy wants to be, but he had all, all the different flavors all to the brim, so I was like the first guy in, so he was happy to see me. And uh, so I you know, did my thing and picked Kevin up at the Palmer House. Evidently, the Palmer House was, uh, was crazy last week. He said a bunch of conferences, and they were... Uh, he he came in the studio on Friday. That's and, uh, good for the city. So one of our one of my buddies went down to the Notre Dame game Saturday, 
it was uh Talk about a disaster with <laughs> the snow. Couldn't even see the game. Whiteout. It yeah. was like a whiteout. Uh, real quick, since Dan's not going to talk about it, what do you think about the Bears? I, I think when everybody knew the kid was hurt, and the first play they came in, they tried to run him again, and he yep. gets hammered by some guy. Yep. It could be the dumbest play, dumbest play I've ever seen in football. And it, it, it's all how many years have I been watching this? Stuff? They've got uh, $134 million, what, in reserve yeah. for next year. They're they not going to spend it. <laughs> they have to spend some of it. Some of it. So... And they've got supposedly the quarterback. I just, I still don't understand the, the strategy behind. Maybe it's just for publicity, but they're running him like, you know, it's the Super Bowl and they're not getting anywhere. No, they so, ran 14 times in the first half. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's uh, just a publicity thing and getting I, hype. Well, you know, the, the weird part is, though, someplace, somewhere, especially in the fourth quarter, you have to become a quarterback at some point where the running becomes a huge threat. Running just can't be the only threat because it's, they've figured it out by then. Yeah, as strange as this sounds, maybe they're just looking for highlight reel clips. Maybe they want to trade them or something. It's, enter- or it's entertainment. Well, while they while they make a fortune with 130 million they haven't spent, <laughs> how much money are they going to make this year? That's 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 a cynical. Eh? How much well, money are they going to make? It's not Whatever like the, the NFL. It's not like the houses have ever not put profit above everything. Profit meaning. Just for take them. the TV money and, and, well, and, and distribute? No, well, they, they the TV money essentially covers the salary cap. More than that. Uh, no, it's, it would almost been equal. I, mean, I, I don't know the last couple of years, but for a long period of time, it's almost the exact same number. Yeah, it's more and now. I, I don't know. The salary cap keeps going up. Well, the, the data that's public, I think, is the Packers. The Packers always release, and they had taken, I don't know, $280 million or something from yeah. TV, and that's what the salary cap is. Salary is only two eighteen or two thirteen. It might be a little bit more, but so, yeah. but the uh, but I mean the, your local radio, the team. This is going back a ways, but the team, their their, the check from the NFL or the TV, maybe it's more now with the Amazon and everything. But it used to be that that essentially covered the salary cap. Yeah. So you had Live Gate, NFL properties, which is the uniforms, your local uh, radio. All the other stuff that goes on, concession, wherever you can get out of the place, uh, that covered the coaches' salaries and the insurance and the travel and all that stuff, which is a lot of money. You know, so obviously, the, the bigger. So the you more think she's just going to put it in her pocket and <laughs> run to Arlington? Every, every time, yeah, every time you don't. Well, they, they actually are paying the one guy, Quinn. My my question would be setting up for. It'll be interesting to see what they do because eventually you got to pay. Fields, assuming they want to keep him, it doesn't look like they want to keep him. It looks he's like gonna, he's not, by the time his <laughs> three years are up, he's going to be worthless. Right. So, you know, how much do you spend this off season? And they've got a bunch of picks. They've got, uh, you know, they're. I think it was the third pick yeah. is guaranteed now for them. But they've got the picks are, are lower. They still only have the one number one. Well, that's okay. I mean, well, but a fifth round is pressure. not a fifth round is not a first round. Look at how well Detroit's doing. This kid. From Michigan, it was like the second or third pick in right. the draft. Look at what he's doing. Yeah. Bears don't have anybody like him. Well, I think they've got a a third pick, which is cemented well, after this past. Uh, well, I'm not saying we're only, we're only six or seven rounds, whatever it is. I think it's six. Uh, every pick is is valuable. I mean, a fourth right. round pick is is, is going to be you're getting a decent guy, but, but you're not going to get a Jimbo Colbert in the fourth round. Well, you could get a Tom Brady, maybe. Uh, maybe a quarterback. <laughs> you know, I mean, may, maybe well, quarterbacks. It's very difficult to rate. Supposedly, but, but if you've got this. some some super stud defensive end or offensive tackle, they're noticeable. 
Right. I mean, uh, from from the beginning. From the beginning. From the yeah. time they're in eighth grade, they're noticeable. For God's sake. I mean, right. I mean, you you're not gonna you're not gonna mistake a Dick Butkus for for you know some schmo. I mean, the kid was a star in high school, college. I mean, he's he's known by everyone. Dominant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just some people are. And uh, anyway, but the uh, I just you know whatever they're doing. Detroit won three in a row. Yeah, Detroit played. Uh, <laughs> Detroit but, and Minnesota are all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, you know, big forces. Well, Minnesota, I mean, it looks like they were pretenders. But you know, you never know. You see, you, these these teams that are so good, well, that are better. Are they than eight and two now. Yeah, yeah. But that's, but that's think, a good but, record. <laughs> but but you never but you you never know because not an all of a sudden you take two or three people off the team. Look, I mean, look at the Bears' defense wasn't that horrible. You took two serious guys off it. And now the defense terrible. Yeah, it's looks like uh, Swiss cheese when they. I was listening to a. Hilgenberg and those guys after the game, and uh, they're basically I mean they basically are for for people on the radio that essentially are, are Bears fans and former Bears. They're really getting to the point where first they were, they were totally miffed that they called a run play for the kid after he was hurt. <laughs> they're like, well, how how stupid can you be to do that for guy? Plus, you know, if you're not if you're if you're missing a step, you get you ever see how hard those guys hit you when you're slow. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> the if you look at the pounds per square inch or whatever. But like, I mean, but he, the kid was faster than anybody else. So he he never really got hit. Imagine all of a sudden he slowed up a little bit yesterday. Did you see the hits he took? Yeah, yeah. How do how do we see it? Not the coach. Oh, they see it. That's a decision, Chief. That's, oh God, <laughs> that's a decision. But anyway, what I'm saying is the, the jury is still out on the kid playing quarterback. Well, if you look online, they're saying you know he's the one. H exclamation point M him. Okay, but it, I, what I'm saying is, <clears throat> these guys were very analytical about it after the game. And I, he goes, one guy, the person's Mooney, the guy, the guy fell down always, and he threw it over his head. Yeah, I mean, and he goes, you somewhere along the line. I mean, as much as the guy in Kansas City can run, as much as Russell Wilson could run, in the fourth quarter, you got to be able to put three or four passes together in a row. And this kid can't do it. Right, not yet. But if you look at the progression, or again, I'm looking at this like I'm an alien, an outsider. You know, just what's going on, what's being said uh, online, what's being kind of talked about by the scouts. But his progression from day one to now looks like a logarithmic kind of well, if, if, straight if, up chart. If, if he, if his progression is that good, he wouldn't have to run thirty times. He wouldn't have to run. Well, the the line is horrible. The, yeah, the play calling has gotten more favorable for you know. Well, to they him know to show he, they, they know he can run. Yeah, right. So great, but eventually they're thinking that he probably figures out how to how to put together you know three three or four well, passes. Well, as, as Hilgi said, there isn't a guy on the offensive line that isn't easily replaced. Yeah, and and the defensive line is the same. But he might have a couple guys there that are halfway decent. Yeah, but uh, literally, they have. If you match them up against uh, Dallas or somebody, I'm going to say they have uh, the, the 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 rookie deep back Brisker starts. Maybe, maybe the the one uh, uh, Jackson. Who else on the team starts? I would think that your strategy going into next year would just be draft two linemen. Your strategy should be. Anybody, any place we can get the best player, we got to get him because wherever we draft him in a spot, the guy in the spot is not very good. So, what position is the most important to draft, though? I mean, I'm saying whatever, whatever it is, 
They 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 need everybody. <laughs> yeah. They they need they need twelve new starters. You got, you got to wait. You got to wait. What's most important though? So if they do say get get a say a really good I don't know quarterback or something, they're just going to trade him for someone. That's well, they said they said a def- we got we got a dash. But they said a defense. They need a three technique guy in the middle. They don't have one. Right. Since they lost uh, Hicks, right. Right. They don't have they don't have, they don't have a rush end. Right. So that's two key guys. Now you need you need four offensive linemen. Right, you need or probably you no, pick, you know, the most important uh, gap and try well, to Well, but I'm saying you, you get the best guys you can, and then you say, what didn't we get? And then you go get them in free agency. What else can you do? Yeah. They, they, need, they need 10 new players. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they, they almost had it, you know, they almost had it together. Whether or not you get defensive or offense, I think, is going to be the big decision. I, I just think whoever you can get the best guy, you, you're, there isn't well, what position. after that. After well, that. Well, then. Well, then well, then you figure out, oh, we got five guys on defense. We better go get an offensive line. Because supposedly, you know, Poles is good enough. At How much confidence we'll see. do you have? SB Futures down 19. The SB Futures down 90. Be right back. I guess that's our signal. Be right back. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. 
To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, Rope Bank Station Jacks. I'm Tom Al. Mr. Matt Byrne on the board. We have uh, Greg Pappas in the studio. We should have Mr. Jan Flanagan on the phone. SP Futures down 20. NASDAQ Futures down 93. How many weeks? are usually up weeks. We'll see if, if this week will be that way. I don't really see anything horrible here this morning, but uh, who knows? We're up, uh, we've been up, so I guess we have a little bit to give back if we want to, but not so sure we want to. DAX down 85.6%. Puts you down 60, uh, about 64 cents. 64, I guess we get to call that flat. Cac around down 15.2%, so the FTSE is uh, boring today. Or Nikkei is up 45.1%, Shanghai down 12.4%. What is with these guys in the Hang saying? They're not on 336. They made a low of 14.5, Greg. Fly back up to 18.5, and now they've dropped 1,000. I mean, this is talk about uh, the Hong Kong and COVID fears. They, they, they locked down, what, a whole province? You can't come out of your house without a uh, negative test now, in, in, in whatever the province is. This way, man. After, after, after uh, you do traffic weather, look up and see what province it is. Not that we know what the provinces are. Of Wuhan, is Wu- that right? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Wuhan. It's one of the other ones. I think it's Shenzhou. Right. We'll look into uh, it. Dow Jones up, was on Friday up 199. S&P up 18. NASDAQ up 1. So the update Friday for about everything except the NASDAQ, and it was like pretty much unchanged. Uh, buying 10-year up one basis point, 3.83. The days of over four appear to be gone for a little while. Uh, the bond positive uh, one of 2.03, back up over two. Uh, Japan, 0.25, where they are seemingly every day. Oil down 49 cents, under 80, 79.59. Brent down 38 cents, 87.24. Natural gas up 4 cents, 6.43. I gave the Suburban a pretty long drink yesterday at 4.11, down from 4.30 a week That's ago. That's a pretty good one there. Well, then I drove by some place that was 3.87 and said, Ooh, what the hell? What the hell? Why didn't I buy it here? Uh, gold down 12, 17.41. Silver down 32 cents, 2067. Copper down 3 cents, 359. Uh, we have Bitcoin down 493. That's full 3%. Barely over 16,000, 16,009. Uh, if this thing gets 1514, I think we're going to see some more margin problems there. Let's hope it doesn't get there, at least not this week. Uh, we have the uh, dollar is stronger today. We got the euro down to 102. It made it up. We're going to make it, Greg. 1.07? Yeah. Yeah, you're big. flying around. Yeah. These are year moves in, yeah. in just a week or two. The British pound is 118. It's down almost 86. That's almost it's 0.7 percent. We're talking about one percent moves in currency. Have, have, are, like I said, they're, they're, they never happen. Now they happen like every day. It's kind of crazy. Matt, what do you have for us? Traffic, weather, sports. Shouldn't be much traffic today. Yeah, actually, not too much. I want to say good morning though. It's 6:39 a.m. on November 21st, 2022. Uh, yeah, traffic in Chicago is fairly average this morning. Uh, so just keep your eyes on the road and avoid those accidents. It makes my job e- easier, at least. Uh, weather in Chicago, mostly cloudy and 31 degrees. Today, expect a high of 46 degrees and clear skies. Later on this week, we're looking to see a high of 55 around midweek, just in time for Thanksgiving. Uh, in Phoenix, clear skies, 45 degrees. Clear skies to continue all day with a high of 74 degrees. Uh, sports, last night in hockey, Blackhawks battled it out with the Penguins and lost 3-5. Hawks at a win-loss of 6-9 this season. 
Last night in the NFL, Titans at Green Bay. Uh, Packers lost 27-17. As of today, Titans lead AFC South and win 7-3. Uh, Packers third in NFC North at a win-loss of 4-7. In first, Minnesota Vikings at 8-2 this season. They lost by a large margin at home on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. That was 42-3. Wow. And at the tail end, the Bears with three wins and eight losses. On Sunday, they played Falcons and lost 27-24. Tonight in the NBA, Bulls play Celtics at United Center. Bulls 6-10 this season. Celtics leading in the Eastern Conference at 13 wins to three losses. So for now, Chief, back to you. Two teams going in different directions, the Bulls and the, and the Celtics. That's uh, right. Mr. Flanagan, are you with us? I am. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. What's uh, what's the good word by you? I, I, I keep looking at these... Uh, logistics issues and I, I I really scratch my head I don't know if it's uh, the firms are kind of messing up or the store is my my bro who's cooking Thanksgiving as he always does uh, was telling me he he's last week I said you want me to get you a turkey and he goes no nope, I'll get one around here so he goes out and he can't he can't find one big enough I mean we're not talking about some monster one and uh maybe you know maybe 20 21 22 pounds so he ends up getting two small ones and he goes to three stores one one including a Myers well, so, of course, I'm at the Myers out in Homer Glen at, you know, whatever, 7.30 yesterday morning. And I go, hey, you want me to get you a bird? The, the, the freezer is overflowing with birds. Some of the biggest I've ever seen. They had a 26.5-pounder there. Yeah, and wow. up uh, up about 20% from last year, too. You know what? Guess guess what the price is. They must have been lost leaders. The Butterballs are buck twenty nine. Some other brand is 99 and the Myers brand is $0.55. Cents. Whoa, yeah. nice. So I, well, I grabbed a, a couple. I grabbed a couple of the Myers ones from in a freezer. The old turkey arbitrage. Well, I, I figure. I mean, but I mean, how can, how could there be three stores that he went to can't find one over seventeen pounds? And I'm looking at this, these big fat boys going, "What would I even cook these things in? Where the hell do you put a twenty six pound turkey unless you got the series spatchcock? Well, unless you, know, you got the series the oven, oven, what do you do? I mean, <laughs> you spatchcock it, you cut out the oven, and lay yeah, it out, yeah. Yeah, put a fire pit in the backyard. But even if he had one of those, uh, you know, if you want to do that, I'm in. Well, you know those guys that buy those. Uh, you know, you know what I haven't seen this year? Is this becoming out of favor? I'll bring the booze. I haven't seen any of those big, huge turkey fryer things. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I probably safety thing is you know caught up with that because I've, I've heard of more horrific accidents from those than oh, any, yeah. any other oh, device yeah. really. Plus, what do you do, what do you do with the, f- the the five gallons of oil when you're done? Throw it. Pour it down the sewer. <laughs> Use it in medieval torture, I believe. Well, you know what you could do? You could run it up to you could run it up to Wisconsin. They'll make it, they'll make tractor fuel out of it. Oh, <laughs> that's well, that. makes you, makes you think that there's some kind of manipulation of the you know turkeys above a certain size or whatever are already set aside for certain vendors, and everybody else takes whatever's left over. It it, it sounds it sounds like it's some kind of manipulation going on. I can't believe that the market. Did you say twenty five pounds, chief? Yeah. All right. Well, one guy was uh, 26 and a half, but there's not a fryer I've ever seen that that guy would fit in. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a fit in most ovens. You're you're not, you're not make fit your, your own fryer. <clears throat> but, I mean, well, everywhere you look, John, I mean, it's, uh, well, for me, I, you know, I get out and about and look around on Saturday. I'm, obviously, because I do the show, I've learned to be somewhat observant, because a lot of times when you see stuff like that, you, see, you say, well, you know, what the bleep? Well, the Myers now, and one of the, and it's just a huge Myers. It was a, it was a, at the time, it was the biggest one they ever built. Because you know, that's the new model. Anyway, all of a sudden now pasta is is dear to everybody. Yeah. The, the pasta aisle, limit four, right? So it's really weird. And, and you get down to Caputo's, you know, the Italian place, there's an entire aisle of pasta. There's got to be 15 <laughs> different brands. And they're, 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 it's falling off the shelves. I mean, I, I don't get it. I, I, I think what somebody has happened, these 
these big box stores have narrowed their procurement. How's that for a term? But where they only have like two or three brands. If you go to Whoever pays the most to be there. Yeah, probably. I mean, when you go to Caputo's, there's there's 15 brands of pasta. You know, and uh, I mean, you, you, it's amazing how there's in these big stores there's less variety really than there used to be in the local supermarket. You'd think there'd be a lot more. It's the, uh, but the, there isn't. The turns have tabled. Yeah, well, I mean, there'll, there'll be the aisle where it's the uh, you know the Asian aisle or something where they have a million little bottles of different kinds of sauces and everything like that. So they're trying to attract, you know, different ethnicities. But the regular stuff, <clears throat> there's only, you know, two, three brands of anything. And it's it's really kind of weird. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know if it's progress, John, or what it is, but I'm saying it probably isn't. Well, they've got their own labeling for the stuff they really want to push, too. So you look at, at you know, Kirkland or the other big box stores. They've got branding, you know, power by, you know, the, up the wazoo. They can push the stuff that they you know, make the most money on and keep the other stuff off the shelf. And of course, that that you know kind of worsens any kind of supply chain issues. It's the same thing with the you know with the, the baby formula stuff. If you if you narrow it down that way, you're going to have disruptions that you can't replace you know quickly enough for people. So it's got all sorts of hazards built into it. Well, I think some of the stuff is with these stores is the quality of your of your house brand. And that's one thing. That, I mean, Kirkland clearly has. Uh, that's been a, a big push for Costco. I think is there is the oh, Kirkland yeah. stuff is real good. Their coffee, their yeah. whiskey, everything. Their vodka. I'm right. still amazed you quoted the turkey price at like fifty five or sixty. I was looking and I think it was closer and nationally I know it's a lot closer at dollar seventy five. Oh god yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Well I mean some of these places when there's a limit too, so they're trying to get you in there. But you know, here's the weird stuff. Here here's how how dumb wheeze all are, the wheezes of the world. You can you can buy you buy the Myers turkey. So if you buy a, a fifteen pound bird, right, it's essentially seven fifty. Right next to it, they got a bag of the of the the cubed little crumbs for your dressing. Yeah, that's that's four bucks a. Uh, it's three seventy five a yeah. bag. So if you get two bags of that, you're paying more for the for the, 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 the bread that goes in the stuffing than you are for the bird. If you, if you're not careful about, but they're so good to put that right next to the turkey. I mean, it's 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 pretty. You got to keep your. So, John, what uh, what do you think the? Uh, and that's less than a pound. Those yeah. bags are. Oh, those bags like, are like twelve or fourteen ounces. Oh yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yikes. And in fact, Audrey hit me up with one yesterday. I buy there was some ice cream on sale, so I bought her some ice cream. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm just the dummy walking by, and I noticed that the that the bigger ice cream things are a little smaller. Yeah. They used to be half, inflation. Well, they used to be half a gallon. Now they're they're one and a half quarts. One and a half quarts. Yeah, I just know, wait I to describe, you know, you know, yeah. hiding the price increase per unit. So. Yeah. So no, it's one and a half. It, it, they're nowhere near a half gallon. They're, they're they're one and a half quarts, which is obviously not <laughs> not a half a gallon. But uh, well, Jan, Jan, what uh, we talked a little bit uh, obviously the other night. Um, I want to get into the stuff. I mean, uh, Greg, you weren't there, but you can opine anyway. The things that those guys are doing, and we talked about it this weekend, uh, Audrey and I had, uh, had a little conversation regarding some of the people that she has done business with that essentially have a four-year degree and seem to be, say, parts of their education have uh, seemed a little weak, shall we say. I'm not going to say they're dumb as a rock, but uh, just you, you sort of wonder <laughs> how people make it through a four-year degree and... They, they can't add. <clears throat> they can't make change. You know, they, 
they have no vocabulary. They can't write. Uh, if you don't have, you can tell people are using spell checks because there's words in there that don't even belong because the spell check hits the wrong word. Nobody proofreads anything. Mm. How, how is right, it? Speaking of numbers, though, like you were saying, I just looked it up. It's seventy-five percent of a, a gallon. So, yeah. Ah. So, so they decrease your product by twenty-five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't understand why. Uh, when I was talking to my, uh, my ne- what's what's. What's my nephew's wife? Is she my niece-in-law? Close yeah. Enough. I love that, yeah. Uh, she's going back. She's had a baby. She's going back to uh, work today. She's a math teacher. And I said, how shocked are you going to be when you see your, your student? She goes, I'm shocked how far behind they are still with the COVID. And, we're, and there's seemingly no plan to catch up. Hmm. So is this going to gonna be a, a two-year hole in our educational system is COVID? Or, oh, and, uh, and, Chad, what did you notice the last couple of years you were teaching her? I'm not saying... We were smarter or anything like that, but you couldn't get out of sixth or seventh grade without knowing how to diagram sentences, multiply, divide, or else they'd, I wouldn't say they beat you up, but they just keep working at you. You finally learned it almost because you almost had to just to get out of there. But uh, what, I mean, how, do you, how do you manage to make it through without knowing any of this stuff, without any communication skills? Without Some kids really seem to have all that stuff, and, and, and in a lot of ways they're smarter than we were. Some kids seem to have just missed it all. What? I mean, what are we going to do with two years out of the system? We paid a fortune for it, we spent the money, and now all of a sudden we got nothing. Spent the money. Well, it, it's got a you know result of some kind of intensive tutoring programs that, of course, the average person doesn't have money left over to fund, and those things are expensive. I mean, if you want to go in and get specialized training in any kind of a, of a focused discipline, whether it's calculus or organic chemistry or or it's even stuff way down the food chain. From that, just you know, basic grammar or sentence structure, uh, you're going to pay for it. And you know, the schools I think have discovered maybe they knew all along this was going to happen. But the, the teacher training programs that, that became essential for certification, at least in the state of Illinois, really didn't concentrate on you know the, the core disciplines like math and English. I remember a statistic reading, you know, reading not too long ago. This within the last ten years the average ACT score of a Chicago public school teacher was 19. School teacher? Wait, the teacher? Uh-oh. The teacher. The, you know, I don't know how they got this data. I don't know how dependable the data is. Uh-oh. But I, 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 I just kind of laughed when I heard that because 19 is, is a bum score by, I think, anybody's reckoning. And if that's the average score for a Chicago public school teacher, then you get some, some really unqualified people teaching students. So if, if, if that's the kind of skill level that you know cuts it in the in the education programs, and there isn't some way of weeding those people out and making sure that they don't teach people what they don't know, um, I don't think you're ever going to have any kind of quality control that you can depend on. You're just going to get dumber and dumber students because the teachers aren't keeping pace either. Is this Jan Flanagan being a nice George Carlin? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Greg? Not, not nice I know. Enough, I hear you. Uh, I'm sure Matt Byrne does. And Matt, you know the George Carlin, one of his lines? I'm familiar with George Carlin. I don't know the line, though. Think how, think how dumb the average American is, and half of them are dumber than that. That <laughs> <laughs> well, so, not wrong. He's not the better than I do. Yes. Well, he was a little more in, politically incorrect, but... Um, you don't have choices. You have owners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they own everything. But, I mean, because I, I, we were talking... Well, for those that don't... The, Kevin talked about it on Friday, but Jan and I were... We're uh, happy to be at a group of uh, Kevin was in for the Kevin O'Neill was on it on Wednesday and Friday was in for a conference and he uh, we 
the, the people he was with wanted to come to a Chicago bar, so he went to the Tripoli Tap, which is obviously a Chicago bar. Although it was a uh, Tulane night, and it was Boston night for hockey, so it didn't feel so Chicago-ish. But, uh, and he was with three ladies that were... the One lady was the uh, chief cook of bottle washer, right? She was a, like the chairperson, and then the other two were uh, two deans of the business school, one of which Kevin reports directly to. And uh, i tell you what... I don't. I don't. Why? Why is Indiana of all the states that you would never think would be? I mean, I never gave Indiana much credit when we were growing up, Dan. But uh, uh, all of a sudden, they're all over this education. Everything seems a lot more organized in Illinois. Why is that? It, it, it's for those. Kevin is, is with his Ivy Tech, and they are one of one of the reasons I really believe that a lot of this distribution stuff has left Chicago towards Indiana and other places is because the people do a better job, and they are all over this kind of. Education, teaching people how to use uh, computers, supply, uh, how to be procurement officers, how to be distribution officers. This, this is all in, in part of the, uh, it's not really a university, Jan, what would you call it, but there's 26 campuses. You get a certificate, and, they, the whole, and everything is designed to get you to a next job level and make more money. And uh, it, well, part of the school, and the rest of the school is your regular junior college trying to get you through two years and then send you off to Indiana or Purdue, right? But it seems like the Illinois, I never have anybody talking about that here. Do you? Well, it's ironic, too, Tom, because the, the community college concept was born in Illinois. And the first community college in the country was Joliet Junior College. Really? But I didn't the, know that. You know, the model that, that the state has adopted here is you know, you've got geographic districts that are, of course, subject to local funding and tax levies. Um, and just, you know, the, 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 they're administered pretty much, you know, according to the individual board of trustees. Their curriculum, it can't vary too much from the state standards, and that's the same thing Ivy Tech has, you know, subscribed to, that you get articulation ability where you can take a class at Ivy Tech or at an Illinois Community College and be sure that a four-year institution in that state will accept the credit. So the, the, the curriculum is very much tied to the, the four-year system. But, but, of course, the difficulty is that some of these community colleges, based on where they are and the amount of money that they can raise and the kind of people they can attract as students or faculty, are not doing as well as some others. And there is a community college board in Illinois that governs things like curriculum and, you know, funding formulas and so on. But it, it, there's a lot of room for, for variation among these districts, whereas Indiana hasn't subscribed to that, and the Ivy Tech model is a statewide institution with multiple campuses and somewhat diversified administration, but it, it doesn't have the same kind of issues in funding or allocation of tax resources that Illinois systems have to deal with. So um, it, in some ways, I think it might be a better model. I'd have to study it a little more carefully, but I can certainly see advantages to running a system like that as opposed to the 48 districts Illinois has that are all over the ballpark. Well, I know the guys, uh, well, Tom Shannon used to always talk about the College of DuPage, and I'm, I'm not denigrating what our, <clears throat> what our people do. I'm just wondering if it <clears throat> kind of matches today's world. We're, I mean, this morning there's a, a headline here in CNBC. It's something like, uh, what the hell is it? It's, um, I don't know, I'll find it. It says, layoffs are mounting, but Main Street still can't find any workers. So obviously, a lot of, a lot of the jobs and people don't match, or else they somehow can't connect. 
or something. But but anyway, the College of DuPage, Shinny always used to say that they were designed exceptionally well, by the way. So it's not I'm saying all those things bad about them. It's like they had an engineering program because nobody, nobody won't say nobody, it's very difficult to get into the University of Illinois engineering program. But obviously some people leave. So the College of DuPage was set up so that if you went to get a two-year certificate there and there was an, an opening <clears throat> as a junior, you could flow right into the University of Illinois program and just step right in. And uh, which I think is a is a massive benefit because it's cheaper. Uh, maybe maybe the, the kid has problems that when I say family have problems with our home or he's better off at home. Maybe he has to work for two years and doesn't uh, get that huge. Well, if you go if you're from Illinois and you go to Illinois, it's not that huge of a money. It's not seventy grand a year, but it's still significant. It's got to be what forty. I think it's thirty without. Yeah, room room board. Board. yeah, room and board's ten, right? Yeah. So anyway, so. Um, I'm not saying that our people here do, do a, a crummy job. I don't think they do. I'm just saying it, it doesn't seem to be designed as much toward the, uh, you know, vocational, let's match the people up with the jobs that are there right now. They don't seem as agile. Is that a fair word? Yeah, and part of that is uh, you know, they've got enrollment issues now. that They've gotten much worse, you know, since I retired, uh, where they're, they're dealing with fewer and fewer students. Uh, and there's been, I'm sure, cutbacks in every institution and, and stuff you know, that they used to offer. And, and my community college had a pretty wide range of stuff that you could get some kind of a job in a decent economy based on the skills that you got out of a two-year program, whether it was the automotive program or dental hygienist or surgical technician. You know, the, the sort of the medical fields that were always looking for people. And we, I thought we had, t- you know, top-notch nursing faculty, surgical tech faculty, automotive, heating, air conditioning. You know, computer programming, things like that, that turned out people who were immediately picked up in jobs here or elsewhere. Um, but I, the, the problem that all these institutions face, and I suspect Ivy Tech too, is that there's been such a collapse in the education core in, in the high schools, so that the basic math skills and communication skills have declined so badly that they're dealing with, with a kind of catch-up situation that they can't really get ahead of anymore. And I'm sure that's gotten worse since I left. But it was, it was already getting bad, you know, in my observations from about 2004 on, where people were clearly coming out of high school unprepared in ways that they had, had been very well prepared not long before. And, of course, now, now look at what COVID has done to that, you know, the lockdowns. And I think it's, it's almost an insurmountable problem, given the kind of structure we have and the amount of money we're wasting doing the same thing over and over again. I don't see an easy solution, that's for sure. Well, the reason why I keep I keep uh, harping on this subject is not because we're going to solve the educational system problems, but uh, everything we talked about here, believe it or not, in somebody's mind, my crazy mind, all kind of matches up. Because we're talking about Greg talking about how the big firms, in terms of distribution, they might prioritize you and you can't like buy stuff. But clearly, what's happening from the well, the last presidency for sure. I mean, Trump, to his credit, tried to get stuff back in this country, and he believed, didn't believe, didn't didn't know whatever it was. His 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 feel was, and I'm trying to talk for the guy. God, I don't really want to do that. But his his feel was that America is still America, and if you create the need for a product, that the American way would be somebody's going to see the need, see the profit opportunity, and immediately jump in with both feet. And I really wish that that 
to me that that were the truth because I don't know that that the entrepreneur now, especially if he's got like a whole bunch of student death hanging around his neck, I don't see how the the entrepreneur can jump forward. He's not going to get the same loan. He's not going to get the same procurement stuff that Greg's talking about. He probably can't hire the the right people out of the gate without training them, and if you, which means you have to have a really big firm already to train your own people. It seems like it's it's harder than it's ever been to become the entrepreneur that we're looking for to take to see to see the need and and and, and, uh, and jump in. And I think all of this sort of affects that issue. Jim. I mean, I don't I don't know that a guy can be up and running in nine months or ten or twelve months now. Hire a bunch of people and you know get. I know my nephews in the machine servicing business, and I guess they and uh, they're 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 booked up. They're 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 looking for guys that can run machines and and do stuff because everybody who's got I could name some of the names, but they, I won't that they service and people have uh, machines that all of a sudden now they're using again and they're forty years old and hey we need all these parts and well wait a minute <laughs> by the time we make the tooling to make those parts we're talking six eight months I mean it seems like we're, we're really every time you turn around the thing you need is somewhat not available. It, it just seems like, I, I don't know why that is, but anyway, it's going to break and we'll talk more about SP Futures down 21, SP Futures down 90. I mean, we're expecting people to jump forward, hire people, get moving, start making stuff here, and, and, and everybody makes some money. And it seems like it, somehow or other there's barriers to it all over the place. Be right back, Stocks and Jacks. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, 
or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and, jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. I'm gonna be blunt, you know. I mean, I'm talking about millions of dollars. Well, well, thanks, Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tim Howe. Met Burn on the board. Do you know that song, man? Of course I do. It's Lakeshore Drive. They, they, not, they don't have the original disc. It was lost in a fire. Is that right? Yeah. Was it the? Uh, could it have been the? Um, was it a, a Columbia fire in, in Los Angeles in like the eighties? I want to say. Yeah, uh, they done a lot of stuff. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, actually, it might have been two thousands. Well, I want to say. Well, they still can make albums out of well, it. Of course, they, yeah. But, uh, I actually got to tell you, you know, I actually uh, was a kid when I was about. Uh, I want to say I was about eleven years old. I got in trouble for singing this song. Uh, right. On the tr- I th- I, it beat me at the time, and I came to the conclusion uh, years later it must have been because the acronym LSD. That, that's the best recollection, or the best uh, 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 logic I can come up, come up with. It must be LSD. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, we, one, of our, one of our guys, our listeners, just sent me a picture of a warehouse in Cutter with these massive stacks of Budweiser Ooh. beer <laughs> just <laughs> sitting there. Wow. So, so Jan, uh, you go over to Cutter, and you're sitting there, and you... Uh, uh, all of a sudden, you're in the stadium, and you paid all this money, and uh, there's no beer. Hey, well, how do you ask for your money back? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, if, if I were Budweiser, that's what I'd do. But <laughs> if, if you're on one of these teams, you got to stay in that country a month? If you're winning? I mean, I, can you imagine? I can't yeah. even. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't even. So they're, they're playing, what, at night? Because it's, it's uh, too hot during the day, right? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I guess it's prime time in Europe, and uh, but every every one of the in deference to the U.S. every one of our first three games is going to be one o'clock, right? In the afternoon. Yeah. I. Uh, why Why they ever got you know the site in the first place is beyond me. Tom, there must have been some heavy duty bribery going on. <laughs> well, my nephews are really into the soccer. They started playing uh, young because uh, they're not young anymore. Um, that's what. My, Get a load of this, Greg. My my brother, um, who's right right in the other room, uh, he always kind of wanted to coach. He never wanted to coach baseball, even though he's still a good softball player. Uh, he never wanted to coach baseball because the parents are such a pain in the ass, basically, because everybody knows <laughs> know how to be a coach, right? So uh, he said, you know what? There's this new thing that everybody's playing now to soccer. We're talking, you know, literally 35 years ago. And he goes, he actually went to school. To, you know, classes to learn how to be a soccer ref and coach when nobody else knew it. All of a sudden, this this became the the soccer, the soccer mom wasn't even invented yet. He said it was the best thing in the world because none of the parents knew anything about the game, and uh, so you're coaching you know eight year olds and nobody gave you any crap whatsoever. <laughs> Everyone, the game was over in an hour, so the parents liked it. Everybody played, so you didn't have, you didn't have to worry about people bitching their kid wasn't playing. Uh, so because it was much better, <laughs> every every got some exercise and you were done in an hour. But it's I mean, that's that's the beauty of the sport, basically, right? I mean, everybody plays. If you need one ball, and off you go. But uh, 
evidently everybody's convinced that this this uh, national was it FEMA or whatever FINA is FIFA? It, yeah is is is, is the crookedest operation going? Oh yeah, <laughs> it makes the Olympic Commission look into, yeah. you know, like a shining light of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Did you see what the Italian guy who runs it he he was saying that we shouldn't be talking about human rights violations in Qatar because uh, Europe has three thousand years of colonialism to deal with, deal with. <laughs> yeah, and that um, the three thousand years of colonialism is uh, is enough to not tell other people how to uh, be morally. Uh, Virtue, virtuous, or something. I, I think it, it was bad. Whatever. I mean, he was. I don't. I don't. Uh, this whole idea. I mean, I was. Somebody sent me this thing in uh, uh, Quora News. It was talking about what century didn't you want to live in? And I, I don't forget which one it was. It was 1600s, 1700s, oh, 1800s, yeah. somewhere in there. And, and all these different world wars and, and plagues and all kinds of stuff. And oh, like, yeah. how many people died? You know, I, I, I don't. Just because. The U.S. ridiculously had slavery here, mm. and over a period of time, in a war and a lot of people dying and getting maimed, we decided this was not a very good idea, which I think most people knew to get to get go, unless you happen to be a slave owner. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying slavery is not a good thing to somebody else. Yeah, you shouldn't have to apologize yeah. for that. Yeah, this this, yeah. this guy was out there telling that. That everybody in Europe is a hypocrite, and stop, stop uh, lecturing these, this uh, body and this whole country that has this way of life. <laughs> That's just interesting. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting is a good word. It's like, for wait it. a second, we're the three thousand years of European colonialism is is racist and and all this stuff, and we should be apologizing for past mistakes. Well, people have done horrible things to people since since time immemorial, and we're still doing it. Yeah. And uh, some areas have decided we're not going to do it anymore. Some areas, not so much. You know, and uh, what, uh, what, what John do you make of, and I don't know, I mean, we can pin this one on Biden, but it's, it's the, the the regular American, which I guess we all are, unless you go, go back and read it and, and, and force yourself to look at it, no idea of how much we've deferred to people that have oil in the last hundred years. Now, isn't the latest that we we can't name the the the, uh, the big chief over in Saudi for Khashoggi's murder? Awesome. He, he's he's terrible. Uh, yeah, immunity, you know, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> um, I couldn't blame the Washington Post was up in arms about that as you know he's one of their you know columnists or you know, reporters they, as they should be up in arms. But it just shows the you know the unbelievable you know moral bankruptcy of, of you know deferring to these corrupt organizations that you know get, can pull the plug or open the spigot whatever they want when they want and everybody else has to you know march to their tune. It was the same debate we're having fifty years ago um, with OPEC, and you know in some ways you know the farther we get from that kind of model, the better. And we're we're now in, in more bed with them than ever. It seems. We need well, a lot more than we used to. Well, we, we really, we, we really, but you look at the numbers, and again, this, this is this is so. I, I, you know, again, we keep talking a little bit, beating around this subject, but his his daytime, all day, allegedly news TV, has this become the dumbing down of America even more? Mm. I mean, in fact, the 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 OPEC is down, or Saudis are down to less than twenty percent. I think it's OPEC of the world supply. 
They don't have anywhere near the power they did in 1973. Well, but what we've done has been trash-talking the whole industry. And, of course, the, the, the upshot of that is we still need this stuff more than ever. Right. And we need a lot more of it than ever because we're... We're in, we somehow seem to think we have this timetable where, where we can just turn off fossil fuels completely and society will just continue humming along as if nothing happened. I don't, I don't know who's selling that model, but that certainly is, is a fantasy. But you can't have it both ways. You can't say we're going to shut this industry down and then go around the world begging for the cheapest possible oil that you really hate to use anyway. I mean, just talk about mixed messaging. Well, I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I The more you read... You know some of the history stuff, and uh, matter of fact, I was, I was talking to Audrey and her friends, and I go, "This this Lagrange River bridge is going to take five years. It's going to take longer than the Golden Gate, longer than Hoover Dam, and the and, Manhattan Project, and, 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 and longer than World War Two <laughs> to, to redo a two mile bridge. What what are we doing? I mean, I don't. I, this is not. It seems to me." And I, mean, I don't know the, the, the nuts and bolts. I mean, Carl obviously knows more about the, the physics of it. I would sit there if, if I was in charge, because you schmoes would have to be in my cabinet. We'd have, like, the kitchen cabinet. We'd call it a bar cabinet. We'd go to Tripoli every night. Uh, you guys have, somewhere along the line, you put you put a plan together. You drag everybody up to Camp David, and you give everybody a bunch of booze or something, whatever you have to do. Or you make it make it so uncomfortable there to have to agree with you, like, 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 uh, Roosevelt did in the summer in Washington. That's how we got everything passed in the, in the 30s. Somehow you you sit there and say, okay, how far away are we from 15, 20, 25 new of the newer model nuclear reactors? How far away are we? It, and, I, and the answer might be... At least four years. years. Well, least I'm, I'm going to say by the time you do... building them right Yeah, now. I'm going to say that by the time you get the permits and other stuff, I'm going to say seven, eight years. All right, so now it's, we're, we're pushing 2023. I'm saying, okay, by 2030, we're going to have, not to mention solar and wind, there's going to be more of that along the way, but, but by, by and large, you need stuff you can count on, which means nuclear. I mean, solar, you can count on to a certain extent, but, but let's, let's get a plan together that says seven years, eight years from now, which isn't that long, that we're going to have all this incredible electric capacity that is going to... Uh, wean us off at least 15% of our oil, maybe 20, maybe 25, and say, okay, by then, we're going to, we, it's going to be hard, you're never going to have electric, never is a long time, electric over-the-road trucks. But you know what? We can electrify a lot of the rail. We can electrify all these compu- commuter lines, right, Jen? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, but in, in seven or eight years, we can do all this stuff. And oh, by the way, Everybody will have probably a gas car, but their second car will be electric. We're, we're not going to try and, and, and have some family drive from here to L.A. in an electric car. What, what's the point of doing that? But you don't need three gas cars either if you have three cars in the family. We get that. But we also need the electric to charge the car up, right? So let's, let's get a plan where all this stuff arrives kind of at the same time. And, oh, by the way, the electric, the electric trains going out to Naperville are going to be quieter, faster, and, and less stinky than the diesel one. So we're going to pick mm. up all this stuff as we go. Why can't we do that? Instead of, I'll bet you that if we're all still here eight years from now doing this stuff, that we're still, we've gotten nowhere other than still fighting about it. <laughs> well, somebody's got a case of the yeah, Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got, we, 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 well, we're still going to be fighting about it. We won't have one nuclear plant. We won't have a breeder reactor. We won't have anything like that. 
any, any new capability we're going to have. People in California shutting down plants, telling people to buy electric cars, and then two days later saying don't charge your car because there's no electric. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, we, we, you can because we do, obviously. But right. Well, you can't push a switch to electric cars as a sole means of, of your personable, personal movement if you don't have some kind of a bigger plan for where you're going to get the electricity to charge up all these electric vehicles. That clearly doesn't seem to ever get discussed because it would mean you're actually dealing with reality, which none of this debate seems to be interested no. in. To give you an idea of what China's doing, they've got, I think, a plan. I don't know how many are going to be completed, but by 2025, they want to have like 50, uh, 50 new small reactors throughout the country. And then I think by 2030, like you said, they, they want to have up to 150. So, well, and what was Carl talking about the uh, instead of using. Water to use uh, liquid sodium or something. So you oh know. yeah, the molten salt. Yeah, which is they if they do melt down, they melt down into themselves. So the in the generation two power plants, like where would, there was a possibility for the steam to blow up, this would just melt down into itself. So and you can use the fuel. I mean, generation four nuclear is is what California and and Bill Gates and those kind of people are talking about. Talking. And, well, they're trying it. I think in Wyoming, and that's about it. But those those types of power plants are, I think they're they were developed here. They just haven't had the uh, opportunity to really test them out because. Well, of when that. I was in high, when I was in high school, everybody talking. I was in physics class. Everybody talking. By the time I by the time I was done with college, a long time ago, we should have had a breeder reactor, or maybe maybe a few years out of college, we still don't have one. Breeder the, reactor I think takes the last all the ones were started were in the 70s and yeah. maybe just just being but we never had the breeder reactor was you you could take all your your uh used up rods and put them in there and recharge them uh the fuel for the generation four ones i think can come from from waste so yeah. that's good and everything would be on site i think part of the resistance of the government to back that is is you know safety you know what if what if somebody launches a missile at one of those you know who knows what happens well, I mean, but but that's, well, what, that's for everything. So, I mean, what, what if an asteroid lands on our head? I mean, yeah. Well, if say if you did space out fifty or one hundred and fifty new reactors yeah. or whatever, you know, there's there's a lot of national security concerns that come into play. Well, I mean, my goal would be in, in ten or fifteen years, I don't have to pay attention to the Saudis. Well, right now we're only what thirteen or fourteen percent. I think the majority of our oil comes from Canada. Well, yeah, but uh, so Canada, yeah. well, Saudi and uh, Mexico. Well, sort of, but it's 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 it's, it's a piggy move up chain. I mean, like we actually get oil from the Saudis or Middle East because we ship a lot of the Alaskan oil to Japan, and it's just shorter. And China, yeah, that's why we, that's why the strategic petroleum reserve is so low. So, well, but I mean, I'm not I'm, sure we get. I'm saying that the the, the, from China, the governmental we, we've lost all ability to plan. It appears for the future because what we're doing is fighting with each other and stealing stealing all the money. Well, we have the ace in the hole in that. If if needed, you could go back to fracking and you could be, you know, a hundred percent of your own domestic. We, we were never hundred percent, even though people well, you, said we were. You could be. That's I think that's the ace in the hole that they if they need to, that's what they would do. But right now, if you get energy from Canada, Russia, or Mexico, or whatever, they're they're purposely doing that. Who knows why? But that's. Uh, but I mean, there's no doubt that worldwide in fifteen twenty years, we want to be using less fossil fuel. How is that? I mean, we meaning humans, or we yeah. meaning the U.S. Everybody. Yeah, I'm, there's a lot of growth that needs to happen in China and India. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I agree. And I, but I mean, 
What you have? What it was it? The journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. When when are we going to take the first step? We've been doing that. Where? With everything efficiency related. I mean, mm. isn't there less pollution now than there were in well, the seventies? Oh yeah, it was well, the seventies oh, yeah. was awful. So <laughs> you got to come to work in the summertime, and it was but like how many more people? How much more energy is being produced? I mean, we're doing okay. Um, well, we are, but we're also offloading it. We're offloading the plastics and stuff. We're offloading all the energy. We lost all the. The, the belching of smoke. There's still belching smoke in China and India. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so we're, what we do but is offload who, it. Who are we to tell them? I mean, India's already well, basically okay. given us the middle finger. Okay, saying, but uh, you, see how, you see how these younger dudes are, John? They, they somehow... I mean, who, who are we to tell the Chinese not to be dirty? Well, okay. Unless we're going to give them the technology. But we're, I mean, we're sh- you know, a lot of... Some of the... It could be a lot, but some of the rare stuff is mined here. And we ship it over there for processing because it's too dirty to do here? Well, I mean, really? And we're we're going to point a finger at the Chinese? You guys are dirty doing our stuff? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but we, Tom, we've really put cleanliness on a higher level than economic independence and growth. And, you know, growth has a price attached to it. I don't sure care. Does. You can't have risk-free or pollution-free growth, no matter how you cut it. And somehow it's been decided here that we, we don't want growth. And we're, we want to be clean, and we want to have a you know, pristine atmosphere. It, wouldn't that be wonderful? But we can't be a growing country and, and enjoy that kind of you know, luxury of having a pollution-free environment. And, and we've just turned the tables on, on just common sense. Even if we did decrease our carbon footprint by like 50%, you know, if we're, say, 12 or 15% of the world pollution, which is a lot per yeah. capita, but, ev- I mean... If we if we sunk our entire economy, uh, it would still have a not negligible but very minuscule effect uh, on the rest. The well, the weapon that we have is if we can hand out the technology. I don't know how you do it, but if we can hand out say the the processes and the and the architectural plans or whatever it is the tech for that green energy, then you would have some hope maybe of having. Uh, China and India slow down on the pollution. Well, you, you, when you talk about pollution, you're talking about you're talking as, as, as a younger person. In our now now pollution is defined as carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is not pollution. Plants use it. It's not carbon well, monoxide. It's not yeah. sulfur dioxide. It's, it's not it's not the crap we used to put in the air and it killed people. Right. The greenhouse what? gases is what what the carbon footprint I think. Right, but I'm saying. saying the, the, the what cars you, you you can't even kill, you can't even kill yourself by your car anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not <all> about that. <laughs> you can't turn it on in the, in the garage because it's covered. You can make yourself sick, but if you want to kill yourself in the car, you got to get an old car without a converter, right? Right. Mm. You didn't. You young guys didn't even know that. I think. Yeah. I, I think that's. You know, that's a very inefficient way. <laughs> what are you talking about? If you if you, if you, you know, off yourself, if I'm you, going to off myself, you just do it with a bunch of pills. Well, that that's the way. But, but I mean, it's, it's not a bad way. Turn the car on. You're, you're demonetized. Turn the car on with a, with, a, with a you know bottle of Jack or something, or something of some booze you don't like or whatever, and all of a sudden you're asleep and you're done. Well, I'm not saying I want to do that, but how'd this get from? <laughs> well, we're, we're talking, to well, I'm saying about the, I'm saying the pollution that we're offering to China is stuff that actually kills people. The like stuff, s- strip mining and well, the, the, I mean the rare uh, earth stuff and the matter of fact I'm gonna I'm not gonna I never give stock re- recommendations but one of uh one of my uh, well actually Dan last week pretty interesting there's, there's actually a gold company 
DRD, and it's from South Africa. South Africa is pretty good at a lot of this stuff because they they were well for for the right reasons. People didn't ship them stuff during apartheid, uh, but they also learned how to do a lot of stuff with coal and other things. But there's a gold miner there that actually is at ES was it ESG kind of oh, rated. No. Here we go. Well, they, but they they don't they don't mine. They just take old old shavings that people made a big mess out of and extract excess gold out of what people already took out of them. And uh, a lot of that's going on in uh, Cripple Creek too. Yeah, Lewis talking about that. Hmm. Essentially recycling because there's you know massive massive piles of that. How much gold did you, did out of all the you take a ton of earth out? How much gold did you get out of it? Like an ounce maybe? Yeah, it's not a lot. It was uh yeah it wasn't a lot. Same thing as uh, lithium. Right, for a battery, how, how much how much earth, earth do you have to dig in Russia to come up with one battery? Yeah, and Ukraine. Yeah, well, see, now, we're not Ukraine's doing got that huge here. Huge lithium deposits, yeah. which is probably another reason he's interested in it. All right, guys. So let's talk. We got five minutes. What about the market this week, John? What do you when you see uh, you're a guy that looks at a bunch of stuff, reads a lot of stuff. You're not Mr. Market guy like like we're supposed to be. Um, the connection between all the stuff that's going on, between the money that came out in COVID, between some of the combinations in the industries where some stocks seem to have a lot of pricing power, some maybe don't. What are you making of all this as, as every man? I mean, uh, you see, I mean, what, what, I'll ask you. What, what do you? Well, I, I, just, I don't think we've learned how to function without the, the COVID money that, of course, is dry, drying up and will dry up um, fairly quickly. Uh, we have no plan B for what's going to take the place of that. And in the meantime, we've tied the hands of so many people we're just we're in a retraction mode um, that somehow you know it didn't look as bad on paper as it really felt to people um, on the street. And just to throw in a statistic, Tom, because I just happened to find this a minute ago, the average reduc- reduction in community college enrollment in the state of Illinois between 2017 and 2021 is 21.5%. F- fewer students enrolled every fall. And my community college alone has more than 40% reduction. So it isn't like these people who are adrift in a world that's you know, going to not have any support for them pretty soon. They don't have any prospects for getting back on their feet either. Because that, it, it used to be that in bad times, the community college enrollment would shot, shoot up. And in flush times, it would, would you know, retract. And you would think, you know, I wouldn't call these good times, but we've got nobody really... You know, applying themselves in college as a way out of it. So we're we just we are going to take a huge hit. I think in the next six months to a year, like we've never seen before in, in a reality shakeup. What uh, when you say twenty one percent in forty year place? How much of that is is just just plain demographics? Some some less people in that age group. A couple of percent, but the rest of it is. I, I, it doesn't square with what I've been able to find about the the population changes in these areas. Um, so it isn't, I mean, Chicago certainly has had a drop in population. Um, the drop in the community college enrollment is bigger in Chicago than the, than the, than the population drop, and that seems to be the case elsewhere, significantly more people pulling out of college. And it isn't like they're going into four-year institutions either, because that enrollment is plunging too. So where, so, are, they, where are they going? Well, I think they're sitting around in their li- you know, living rooms playing video games like they are on the Lori Lightfoot TV commercials. Have you seen those things? Oh, God, no. Well, it's, it's, I mean, if this, if this is the average Chicagoan's take on politics, it's, she, she has a pretty pathetic image of her constituency, I'll tell you that. Well, weren't you surprised, uh, again, I keep referring to this uh, couple of beers we had with Kevin and those people last week. Uh, Greg, you, didn't, you haven't heard this you before, but a lot of the... Jaded. But, but a lot of the... Uh, lectures and stuff at their big conference 
is how to how to attract adult students. It's a totally different program, obviously, than, than attracting eighteen year olds to go to Notre Dame or Illinois or someplace. Um, I mean, how, how do you do you attract the twenty four year old that's working at McDonald's saying if you come here and get the certificate, you'll be working somewhere else making five hours an hour or more? I mean, there seems to be a there seems to be a real art to that that I wouldn't know how to do that at all. That's what they were. No, and, and the gender divide has hurt this too because I mean, more than sixty percent of college students are female. It's you know, getting closer to seventy than it is to sixty. Time to go back. And to that, that is that may, you would see that might be attractive to some males of college age. You would think it, yeah. it, it isn't making college a hospitable place for males, whether community college or four year. I think it's you know the women are, are kind of controlling the agenda and the social mores and everything else. And, and if, you know, I, if I were, were a parent with an 18-year-old son and give him a lecture on what to do with the first time you, you know, you set foot in college, it would be don't date anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't oh, yeah. talk to anybody. You'll be you'll more likely to graduate and, and not get expelled if you never have any social interactions with anybody. And I think men are, are maybe, for whatever other failings they have, they can read those signals pretty well, and they've just decided college ain't for me. I always thought that uh, if I ever wanted to be a, the, since every weather girl seems to be gorgeous, that I would like to go to Valpo because they have the best <laughs> weather college. This place got to be loaded with good-looking girls. What do you think? Plus, they all got good I jobs. I think the incentives just changed. Yeah. Now there's not as much, you know, there's no guarantee or something of a great job. So. Right. Well, that, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> you know, got, that's yeah. a message on the street, too, I think, Greg. Well, what, I mean, I guess I was really surprised that Kevin and those ladies were all talking about Attracting that student is very, very difficult because they don't really know that that the uh, at age twenty eight you can go at night a couple weeks and, and, and or a couple nights a week and then on Saturdays and in a year you're going to have a certificate and oh by the way you're going to get a promotion probably um, I, I mean it's not something I would ever have thought of if I if I didn't go to school probably I mean uh, no I I used to have so many students tell me about the pushback they got at home because they were in school. And some of this was was ethnically oriented because some you know ethnicities are more opposed to edu- higher education just because it doesn't fit into their cultural outlook. But but I was amazed at how how tough it was for people just to take the initiative and say I want to take some classes because I want to get a promotion or I want to change jobs or something mm-hmm. else. And the pushback they got from the people at home is that you couldn't afford this, you'll never get a job. You're going to incur student debt. No way that you're going to let you do this. Spouses, parents, siblings. The peer pressure against going to school was really significant, and yeah. I, I was blown away to hear that. Well, how many people, kind of last comment here, but how many people, Janet, went to law school at night? And it's five years of five nights a week getting home at 11 o'clock. How, how many people, if you have a couple of kids, can you imagine? The, I mean, I, I would hope that the wife or, or the husband, whoever was at home, would be on board, but boy, oh boy, that's got to be a long five years for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I did that time, it went nights, and uh, I didn't have a family. I had the freedom and the luxury. I wasn't in, in involving anybody else in my decision, but it would have been a tough sell if I had a spouse and a family. Oh, God. John, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. well, no no, no, no uh, stacks and jacks on Thursday, so we won't hear you. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Matt. Yeah, maybe I'll see you over the weekend. Yeah, I'm happy all Thanksgiving. Your, all your listeners, too. Maybe I'll, I'll, I can hit you up with a, with a turkey sandwich if we have leftovers <laughs> over the weekend somewhere. SP Futures down 14, come back some. NASDAQ Futures down 63, right back with Miss Nancy.
How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas, and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know, all while exploring how to live your best life through music, spirits, food, sports, travel, fitness, and a whole lot more. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures. It's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into Wall Street's investment gurus. It's for mavericks who believe in life, luxury, and the pursuit of happiness. It's for you. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities. They play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and try to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Low one page, stocks and jocks. I'm Tom Mead, front of the board. SP futures down 14. The Nasdaq futures down 58. Again, we're not, we're not, we were down more, and we're, we're creeping back here. I don't. See us doing too much this week, but we will see. Dow futures down 12. They would be down more, except Disney's up nine. As uh, Iger is back in charge at Disney, as, as it must have been a, like a Sunday board meeting. The, the memo came out yesterday, and uh, he dumped this uh, Chapek guy, and uh, he's back. So for two years, and going to do his job for two years, and in the two years to try and find another guy to replace him. Wow. You know, this time, this time for sure, I guess. Uh, but you know, he has a vision. Uh, he certainly is a He's always been good at selling the place, and uh, um, I don't know if he'd have made a couple of mistakes the other guys did. The other guy did, but then again, the other guy had a couple of rough years. I don't know if Iger would have been a big star there either, but time will tell. But in Europe, we've got the DAX up 69, 
I'm sorry, down 69.5%. FTSE, which was flat, is now up 8.1%. CAC around down 15.2%. So slightly to the downside, but nothing much there. Nikkei up 45 points, 0.1%. Shanghai down 12.4%. But this one is the one that's catching the drift here. Hang Seng down 336. That's almost 2%. 17,655. These guys hit a level of like 14.5, shot up to like 18.5, and now they've retreated up almost 1,000 for that. Now, uh, COVID fears again, kind of. What's the province they locked down, Mint? Uh, one of the. Like you're talking about the city uh, called uh, Guangzhou, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The way I've, I've seen it, the Providence is by the name of Guangdong. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. And uh, well, if you don't have a negative test, you can't even come out of your house or something. Yikes, it's, it's yeah. been. It's been. Their approach to this has been interesting. Heavy, uh, yeah. On Friday, the Dow was, was up 199, and it's a PF18. NASDAQ only have one, though, so it was up across the board up, but not much on the NASDAQ. Uh, bonds, unchanged now, 3.81. A blend unchanged as well, 2.01. Here, barely hanging over 2%. Uh, Japan, 0.25. Oil, uh, down 68 cents, 79.40, under, under $80, first time in a while. Brent down 57 cents, 87.05. Natural gas up 6 cents, 6.36. Arbob unchanged, 2.42. We've got gold. Down 740, 1747. The dollar's a little stronger today. Uh, silver down 16 cents, 2083. Copper down 3 cents, 360. Bitcoin down 330 at 16,171. Trying to stay in there over 16,000. Some of the lesser ones, well, other ones. Ethereum, I, can't, I still can't pronounce that. Uh, Ethereum, I believe. Right? Ethereum, there we yeah. go. Uh, down almost 4% at 3969. We got Bitcoin Cash down almost 4% at uh, 102. 91. The, the, mm. the other ones, the tokens and stuff, seem to be taking a bigger hit, really, than the than the Bitcoin. U.S. dollar, uh, euro is down, is, uh, well, the euro is, is a uh, 102 now to the dollar. So the dollar is strong today. Mm. The pound is down. These are these are 0.75% moves on just a regular old Monday. You, you never used to see that in currencies, but we're seeing that, like, every day now. Mm. We have first traffic, weather, sports, then we'll get to Nancy. Yeah, well, good morning. Currently 7.38 a.m. on November 21st, 2022. Uh, traffic in Chicago is an earlier accident on the Tri-State, 294 going northbound, uh, though it's been replaced by a stalled semi. Uh, the accident occurred at around 47th Street, and solid traffic has built up to 87th Street. Uh, reported at 6.30 this morning, expect delays up to two hours. Keep out for that. Uh, weather in Chicago, partly sunny and 32 degrees. Today, expect a high of 46 degrees and clear skies. Later on this week, we're looking to see a high of 55 around midweek, just in time for Thanksgiving. In Phoenix, clear skies, 45 degrees. Uh, clear skies to continue all day with a high of 74 degrees. Last night in hockey, Blackhawks battled it out with Penguins and lost 3-5. Hawks had a win-loss of 6-9 this season. Last week in the NFL, Thursday uh, saw Titans at Green Bay. Uh, Packers lost 27-17. As of today, Titans lead AFC South uh, in wins 7-3. Packers third in the NFC North at a win-loss of 4-7. In first, Minnesota Vikings at 8-2 this season. They lost by a large margin at home on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, 42-3. Uh, and at tail end, the Bears with three wins and eight losses on Sunday. They played Falcons and lost 27-24. Tonight wraps up week 11. We'll see 49ers at Cardinals. Game starts at 7:15 Central Time. Uh, tonight, the NBA, uh, Bulls play Celtics at United Center. Bulls 6-10 this season. Celtics leading the Eastern Conference at 13 wins to three losses. So for now, Chief, back to you. So is, is Nancy is Nancy with us? She didn't commit the ritual Harry Carey after the Bear game? And we got her. No, I did not. I, you know, this, they, 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 at least they played. It was a decent <laughs> game. Well, uh, 
So you sort of have to show up to play. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, it's, and it helps if you're breathing, so yeah, they qualified yeah. for that. Yeah, they qualified. Yeah. Um, are, are you a are you a hockey fan at all? Yes, I am. Yes, um, I am. We should. I don't follow them as much as I should, but mm. I am. Well, they're horrible now, yeah. but. Uh, the uh, yesterday was an interesting day because uh, Marion Hosa they retired his number, so that was nice last night. And I'm going to say, Nance, you can you can debate me on individuals, but I'm going to say that he easily one of the was one of the top three, maybe the best free agent signing in the history of Chicago sports. I I would agree. Yeah, I can't think of Sutcliffe maybe, but they. They only got him for half a year, and then they had to sign him, sign him regularly. Uh, there's been a few others that were good, but I think that guy was one of the best hockey players I've ever seen, one of those classiest dudes, seemingly a nice guy. Um, we, we really miss him, I mean, <laughs> as a player. And, I, and uh, well, he lives in, uh, where, where's he from? Is he from, uh, he went back to Europe, I think. Mm. He lives lives in his home home state, wherever that was. But, uh, again, uh, congratulations to Marion Hosa getting his number uh, and I'm sure he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. I would, I would guess. Uh, but uh, talk about a guy—he so. just did everything right. Then he had forecheck, backcheck. I mean, yep. and uh, anyway, Slovakia is from Slovakia. Slovakia. There you go. And uh, so, uh, Nance, what are you making of uh, the, the the mortgage stuff? Or does it come back <laughs> a little bit with the uh, the ten year coming down here? Or are you still at seven and five eighths? So you've come it's back. It's it's no, if the ten year comes down, I mean, we move with the market just like anything else. So. Um, the problem is, I mean, it's great that it did it, but who's buying three days before Thanksgiving? I mean, who's got their house up for sale? Yeah. Well, somebody... Ninety well, percent uh, um, of what's going on right now are um, purchases, not refis. Okay. So what, uh, if, if somebody did get caught at seven and five ace a month ago, um, and, and say the, you know, the Fed continues to... Let's put it this way: People think the Fed's going to pivot, so the rate keeps coming down. If you had a seven and five, seven and five eighths mortgage, where does it have to go? If I just got one a month ago, where does it where does it have to go for me to call Nancy and say, "Hey, can I refi?" I would at least say one percent, at least. So the six rule and five eighths too, but you know, I, no one since the rates are so volatile. You know, it, it really depends on how much it brings it down. If you only have a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, it's like it's definitely not one, one yeah. percent, you know. But if it, you got a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, well, one might do it. What's uh? And that's the difference in the question because it all depends on what you know. What applies to me? What applies to the person asking the question? Is there some sort of a no. a shelf life to the appraisal, uh, all that kind of the survey, all the kind of crap you need to to uh, to, to uh, do a closing? If it's two months after, do you have to go get all that stuff again, or is it still good? No, it's not good anymore. No, no. at all. No, it's not good. No, first of all, the serve nobody really requires the survey anymore. Uh, so, and that's up to the appraiser whether or not they feel they need one. So, that may not happen. Um, the appraisal that depends on. Well, that depends on where it's going. If it's going to Fannie or Freddie or a servicer or whatever, that depends on that. And um, and a refi, they're not required as much as a 
They are required if it, if the automated underwriting system tells you it is. So, and they, there's no forgiveness. I mean, just because you turn in an appraisal doesn't mean they're going to do it. You can ask if they'll take an appraisal, but everything is time stamped and dated, so it's it's all, it's all driven by dates. Do you ever get an adjustment from the original mortgage person? An adjustment? What you mean on a fixed rate? Well, I mean, suppose I get seven and five ace, and the and the Fed decides to pivot and turn the other way, and the and all of a sudden they're they're six percent. I'm not gonna say three, but they're six percent a month from now, and I I have every intention of refinancing where the the person the current mortgage you just say, look, we'll just drop it to seven, forget it. They don't. There's none. There's no adjustment within the mortgage, is there? Ever? No, no, there's not. No, no, Cause, sir. Because so by that time. After three months, where is the mortgage? It's it's already gobbled up by somebody and bought by somebody. Yes, it's already been sold, and then it's already been it's already with a new servicer, and it's already been delivered to Fannie or Freddie. Well, now where no, where, no, who, that who, who gets to invest in these mortgages? I mean, I have clients that if they could invest at five or five and a half percent and buy mortgages, they'd do it. I mean, who gets who gets to invest in that money? Clearly. The banks, uh, I mean, it used to be the savings and loan. They used the, they used the money from the people, the depositors for the mortgages. And that's a long time ago, but now doesn't seem to be any, any connection between your money that you put in a bank, earning Zippo or close to Zippo, and the bank the bank who's throwing a mortgage out at seven and five eighths. They don't seem to connect at all. I mean, uh, and they don't do they? No, it does not. It's it. No, they do not because. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are now taken over by the government, so the government um, gets the money. So They're backing it. But we're, but now are those loans separate? You used to be able to get, you used to be able to invest in Ginnie Mae or Fannie Mae or somebody and actually buy buckets of mortgage and get a decent rate. Is it, can a regular person still do that, or do you have to be some, you know, does it have to be a, a, a bank using your money? Who was the investor there? Do you have any idea? Well, it's, it's, you're kind of asking two different things. Fannie and Freddie um, take in mortgages and they sell them in a, they put them in a block and then they um, sell them and then they sell treasuries right. off them. So th- that's one part of it, okay? And then a bank, um, if they hold them in their portfolio, then an investor... Investors in bank would, you know, goes into their profit and loss statement. So that's a, that's another portion of it. Right. But and then there is um, <clears throat> companies that form those REO REITs. You know, then they sell to Wall Street. But okay. Those are much higher price, much higher price. But I but I can't so I can't I can't invest in. There's no bank holding sitting holding them. Well, my my no, step my stepfather no. bought a. Bought into a chunk of mortgages at I think it might was it Ginny May somebody one of those it wasn't Fannie or Freddie but it was okay uh, and Ginny May well, that would be fine that's fine I mean uh, uh, farm yeah, yeah. so that, that, what if that's the arm, arm service or who's a uh, who, who does the arm service Ginny May I think is a VA okay well, anyway he he was able to buy into uh, for, he put in like ten thousand bucks it's a long long time ago and he he bought into a group of like a thousand mortgages. So he was able to do just what you said, but individuals could do it. Where, you know, 
Fanny or Freddie or Ginny, whoever, would say, okay, today we're paying, you know, we're, we're paying 6% or 5% because the mortgages were high back then. We're paying 6% on a group of, uh, you know, 10,000 mortgages and there's this many available and everybody bought in. I mean, individual people could do that. I don't see that at all anymore, do you? No. No. I mean, and you would be the one to see it because that's a product, you know, you could be selling. Yeah. I mean, they have Vibons, they have stuff like that, but I... The government is getting... Um, it's getting more and more difficult for them to sell to the consumer. They don't... Like, you can't... Remember, you used to be able to go in and buy that, you know, new baby of $50 bond yeah. or, you know... Well, you can sell it the All the banks have stopped doing all that. Right, you can do it online at the Treasury, but then we, we do it for people here. We go, Every week we're going to the auction for a lot of our clients. Um, but... I guess what I'm saying the, the point. I guess I'm trying to uh, make here, Nance, is that it used to be when when, when rates go to seven and a half. Okay, somebody, somebody, some poor schmuck is paying the seven and a half. Well, in in, in a world that's supposed to be normal, it means that somebody who has money, you know, somebody like you or Audrey has a lot of dough, uh, you can go somewhere and they're going to pay you five or five and a half percent. So they can turn around and lend it to somebody else at seven and a half, and that's that's the way the world is supposed to go around. Yet it sort of isn't, because I don't know of anybody who's, who's who all of a sudden has a spot that they can take their money and go get five because you're lending it out at seven and a half. I mean, it's it seems that's, like it, that's correct. That was the savings and loan, right? Yeah, that's how they did it, and that's all gone. Yeah, I mean, so it's like one group of people are, are benefiting from this largesse. And one group of people are paying for it, and they don't they don't sort of match up at all, it seems. No, they don't. No, they don't. Mm-mm, you're absolutely correct. So, uh, what, what, is a, what happens in a jumbo? How, first of all, how big Jumbos is Jumbo? are all handled. Those are all handled by um, the banks from Wall Street. There's no... That is, that is not a... Um, Danny and Freddie were created to make sure that every, you owned a home. At some point, they just say... You know, I this year it's going to be like in twenty twenty one. I think it was five hundred forty eight thousand. This year they're uh, confirming one up to six forty eight. I think. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's to me those are big numbers. Well, the median house price is what four oh seven, something like that. Well, that's what they're saying. But do you really see that? I mean, do you really see that? I don't. Well, median. Median means the ones like in the middle, uh, not not necessarily the average, because obviously, otherwise you have one for twelve million. It skews the whole thing. But I, I don't I don't know where else you. Right. Mean mean is an average. Median is the is the middle number. Okay. From, from your eighth grade math, we can remember back that far. But uh, I mean, so I guess somebody paying fifty percent over the median isn't exactly well. It's expensive to most people, but six hundred grand is not. Beyond the the shot here, so what is a jumbo now? It's it's you just said uh, is it eight hundred? Uh, it's over six six no so anything over six forty eight seven fifty I think does. All right, so jump, it's considered a jumbo, and you're going to pay a you know much higher rate. Well, there's a lot of homes out by you and Audrey that are over six fifty. Those are all jumbos. Or no, people? they could have they could have put money down. Okay, all right. So it's not and the price of the home. It's a pr- all right, okay. It's, it's, no, not, it's not the price of the home. It's, not it's, the, it's how much you borrow. So if you buy a million-dollar house and you put 600 down, it's not a jumbo. It's not a jumbo. Okay. 
I guess that makes sense. What? uh, In a a reverse, I think the highest you can do in a reverse mortgage is eight something, eight fifty, eight hundred, something like that. You do those too? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How come? How come Tom Selleck's on TV and not you? (laughs) He's better looking than me. I don't know about that. Um, Just saying. Yep. 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 Yeah, he's got a mustache and everything. He's got a mustache and everything. Yeah. But he's, he's too old. <laughs> You're young. What? What? Um, but see, I remember all the, all the, all, everybody in that age bracket. The the the, the men have passed away, and they're all widows. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, you know, you know how uh, boy talk about a little tidbit. You know how Magnum PI got got started when he was that show. Hmm. The reason why no, um, they had a a huge set out there for all the years. That they had uh, Hawaii Five O on. They had all this property and everything else. So they did all the, a lot of the shootings were all, were all on the property. And then when the show mm-hmm. went off, kind of suddenly, and I don't know why it did, um, they were looking for a show to use the property. So they, they dreamed up Magnum PI. Huh. It was on the same set. Wow. Which is interesting. Well, I would have yeah. thought it was because they had all the war movies, and then. No, it was because of... Uh, they, I mean, Magnum P.I. was very popular for oh yeah. years, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying it, but it, it was uh, it got started because they didn't know what to do with all the, the leftover sets and stuff from Hawaii Five-0. Wow. So they were looking for another Hawaiian was show. He the original per- was he the original Magnum? I mean, oh, that's what they casted for? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he was the original. Yeah. Well, there might have been a, okay. uh, there might have been a one-show pilot or something that wasn't him, but no, he was, I think he was on from day one. Wow. So, Nance, what, okay. what is is we is we you look around and I'm very concerned and I, I talk to you and Odd because you guys are in the business. Uh, I don't see it here yet, but some of my uh, clients and people that are from all around the around the country are seeing it in some other places where st- where the houses really shot up. In fact, one of the gentlemen I do business with, well, he's in he's in the firm, is in Carolina. He said it got to the point where. Everybody was just absurd. Where the houses were worth, you know, pick a number, half a mil, and they're all they're all on the market for like eight hundred. You know, where nobody nobody even they they didn't really touch them there. But then in like a two week period, they all shot back down to six fifty <laughs> type of thing. All because they never. We I don't know if we saw that phenomenon here like that, but clearly, if the economy goes into a recession or is in one now, as I think we are, uh, some of the prices in some of these areas. I mean, uh, it's hard for people now to to cover a mortgage at, at this at this rate because they didn't all get a forty percent raise in the last year or two that I noticed. When 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 or if how deep does recession have to be to where the housing prices become a problem where people all of a sudden have to move, can't move because they got a three percent mortgage, the house is down twenty percent. I mean, do, do do you see that? I don't see the same problems in two thousand eight nine with the leverage on top of. The mortgage itself, so I don't think we have those problems. I hope not. But still, the the numbers are kind of they're worrisome. It seems to me. I mean, are you is, is Chicago a little bit immune because we never shut up quite as much, or or do you think we'll have the same I, problem I, problem here? I I believe that we have not shut up as much. I believe that we are in the reason we don't have the problems that we had two thousand eight two thousand nine is because we are creating still creating those problems now. In other words, the rates are, you know, they, they, they raise the rates to stop inflation, but people are now getting home equity lines of credit, and then those are how they got 
that's where they go over the 80% and lend out more than that. They go up to 85, 90%, 95%. And that's where you're going to see that's happening now. So we have a few more years if it continues in a bad, uh, in a, what did you call it, a uh, recession. Yeah. We continue. That's where we'll get into that. But we haven't reached that point yet because we're creating that market now. The uh, huge spike in credit card debt in the last 30 days, well, the last 60 days, but definitely in the last 30, last 30 is the biggest jump ever. Are you seeing that in people saying, well, I'll just, why should we pay, be paying 21%? Let's get a home equity loan and only pay 8 or something. Are you starting to see that now, or do you expect think, to see it? I th- what I'm seeing is that I'm asking um, people, under, you know, processors, are you busy? And they'll say, well, yes. And I'll say, busy doing what? You're busy because you have mortgages or they have a home equity line of credit. And they said, oh, my God, we're slammed with home equity lines of credit. So people are... So that's what they're busy doing. So that everyone, instead of losing their 3% rate, they're now going for home equity lines of credit. And so that we are creating the market now that, cre- that I created the true problem we saw in 2008, 2009. Mm. Is, it, is it coming? Are, are people... Well, one of the reasons is if you got a three percent. I mean, I'm gonna, I'll say it's not up to me to judge, but I'll say a legit reason might be um, if you and I have a house and we've got two kids and there's a third one on the way, and we need a bedroom or something. We're probably more likely. And Home Depot mentioned this in their uh, in their quarterly report. We're probably more likely to take out the forty thousand dollar loan and build another bedroom and bathroom than we are if you could do that for forty grand. Than we are to sell the house and buy another one. I would say that's a. I use the term. That's a true statement, wouldn't you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, I think there's some of that. I'm going to say is I, I won't use the term legitimate, but it's it's you know instead of buying this, selling this house at 250 and buying another house for 300 that has the extra bedroom and the bathroom, we're just going to put the 50 into this place. Is what I think is happening across the board, according to to both Lowe's and Home Depot. Now, that's different than somebody continuing to spend, prices being higher, all of a sudden saying, oops, our credit card debt is now thirty grand. we better get a home equity line to pay that off. That, I mean, I, I guess that's still legit because you're going to save a lot of money, but it's not as, I use the term, uh, thought out as the first, the first one. Is that fair? That's correct. But, but, but yes, back in the day, people used home equity lines of credit as savings accounts. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was the equivalent of what they were used for. So if we go back to, you know, history repeats itself, that could be what's going on. But one, one year, one year adding value, and, and one year, one year essentially spending. That's correct. Because you're, that you're correct. You mean your appraisal should show a, uh, you know, the, if you're adding rooms and stuff, it should go up. Now, if you if you just fix the kitchen, I don't know how much it goes up, but uh, but even that, if it's you know, the, if you buy a home that needs updating and you do the updating, I mean, it's legit, right? I mean, I I would say mm-hmm. you you, mm-hmm. you don't you don't give uh, mortgages anymore that have that already in there, do you? So if somebody no. so if the, if, if the place is a is a bleep hole and everything in the place, you know, it, it could be worth five hundred thousand done, but now it basically needs either you know you got to go down to the studs or something. You get it for two hundred. I don't get one loan for four hundred anymore. I got to get two. 
You know what? In a way, there is there is a way to do that, and it's through an FHA product. But also with the home equity line of credit, you you they don't look at it and say, "Oh, you're going to add on a room for forty thousand, so we'll we'll do the the appraisal." They don't do that. If you either you either have that much room in your house the way it sits now, and you get the loan, or you don't. If you actually do what you're describing, they consider that a construction loan, that's short-term lending from the bank. Okay, so totally separate. Totally separate, and then at the end, they'll either refinance you, or then they would give you the line of credit because your house would be more, you know, bigger appraisal. So it's not quite as easy as it was back in the day. Now, do you... Could, do you uh if you, do you do both? Do you introduce people to the bank, or do you have a, a, a relationship there, or you just do the mortgage part? Um, I will tell people what banks I think are the best to work with to get a home equity line of credit. Like, okay. for instance, um, some of the bigger banks, they say, oh, you're going to get a 30-year line of credit. Okay. And I cannot tell you the number of people it's happened to. And they tell me... Um, Oh no! I I don't I tell people before they retire. Please make sure you go out and get a home equity line of credit, right? Just so you have because banks lend on sunny days, not on rainy days. Right. And person said, "Oh, I already have one. I have a thirty-year one." And I say, "What year are you into?" And they say, "Like you know, 12. And I'll say, "Do you realize you don't have a line of credit anymore? Because it's ten years of spending and twenty years of paying it back." She said, "Well, I have a zero balance, but it doesn't." If you can't borrow in the 11th through the 30th year. And the person checked it out and they were mad because they are paying this hundred and some dollar a year fee for nothing. Really? They can't borrow against it. So it's very, it's very unfortunate how people describe it. It's very unfortunate that employees at the bank are paid on incentive to, as to how many lines of, of lending they can open. I mean, they'll talk to you in a credit card a savings account, checking account, it's, it's all, it's not needs-based, it's all what they can try and talk you into. And sure. it, that's very unfortunate. Interesting. Well, Nance, uh, very unfortunate. thank you very much. So, uh, are you, are you, are you uh, giving up on the Bears and finding another team? No, they'll always be my team, that's fine. Oh, God. Never you, give so, up. Never that's give up, fine. so you're, it's like, it's like being, almost like being a Cub fan for how many years. Yeah. Anyway, at least they used to have pretty good players. You gang in there it was it was okay watching Ernie Banks. You know, all right, I guess. Nance, thank you very oh, much. Oh yeah, Talk Randy Huntley, Ernie Banks. Oh yeah, talk to you this and weekend. Then I assume. Angel was the third. Billy Williams. Oh yeah. Okay. Glenn Beckert. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a good Huntley group. Huntley home. It was yeah. good. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks futures down fourteen. Nasdaq futures down fifty nine. Uh, back tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.
Yeah, yeah, yeah.